Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast with me, Jerry D. Every Monday for the next couple of months, we're going to be diving into the Word of God and discovering some of the incredible truths that are inside it. And I believe that as we begin to discover the power inside the Word, that it will greatly inspire, encourage, and impact our journey of faith as we continue to trust God in our daily lives. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it from. This greatly helps to spread the message about the podcast and also encourage other people to check it out for themselves. Don't forget the hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. The message is simple. But also don't forget to enjoy the show. Take care. God bless. Have you ever lost something? Despite if it's a bus pass, phone, AirPod, keys, TV remote, wallet, etc. Isn't it interesting how when we've lost something, it quickly grips our hearts and it takes our focus. We can end up going AWOL, but when it's found, there is such a feeling of both relief and rest, right? We rejoice when we find that which we were looking for. And I love it because God rejoices over when he finds something that's lost as well. And today we're going to be looking at a passage of scripture in in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 to 10. The title of this week's message is The Shepherd Finds You. And it says the following in verse 1 of chapter 15. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he found it, he will rejoice joyfully and carrying it home on his shoulders When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. Listen to this. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. And I love this passage of scripture because it there's, there's, it's quite clear if you've re- read any of the gospels that there's usually two groups of people that usually follow or they're attracted to Jesus. The first group is the tax collectors. They're, they're, they, these are people who their job was to make profit off other people's taxes. They would have overcharged people on their taxes because they put more money in their own pockets. And I suppose it's not much more different than the tax man that we deal with today, huh? 
I mean, if, if, if we get a pay slip and we get taxed maybe more than we're not used to, then, then we're kind of freaking out saying, is this an emergency tax? Or, and then we can kind of blame the tax man or tax woman, even though it's just the way the system is that we have to pay our tax and honor God with that. But then the second group of people who always follow Jesus and they're sinners, those people who know they are wrong and they are drawn to Jesus because they sense or even know that he can make it right. And I love, uh, because even in this passage, it's clear that the tax collectors, sorry, the religious law, religious leaders, my apologies, they were complaining that Jesus was eating with these people. And the, listen to this, the Pharisees were always around to hear what Jesus had to say in hopes of catching him off guard to actually accuse him of something. And I love the, the one way that Jesus would have communicated. He was the greatest communicator, still is to this day, the greatest communicator in human history, because he knows how to speak to people in, in, a, in a language that is understandable to him. And he would have used parables because that would have been how they would have learned lessons and understood things back in the customary times of those days. And he gives three parables that all point to the same conclusion. So we've just read the parable of the lost sheep and also the parable of the lost coin. And then there's the parable of the lost son, which we know as the prodigal son story. And they all come to the same conclusion. There is joy over something being found. And I want to read verse four again. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost? Listen to this. Until he finds it. I don't know about you, but that, that's incredibly powerful to, to, to even consider that he doesn't just search and, 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 and maybe just after a bit of time go, I'm tired, I'm hungry, um, can't find him, give up hope. No, no, no. He is persistent on searching until he finds it. He won't give up on his pursuit of finding that which is lost. The lost sheep would never save himself or be able to find the shepherd himself. Because I don't know if you notice, when Jesus refers to us as sheep, it's, it's actually not a compliment. Sheep are not very, they're not very clever. I don't know if you've seen any videos, maybe on YouTube or Instagram, where there's, there's one video in particular where a sheep, he's stuck in between, I think it's a trench, he's stuck upside down, and a person helps him out of the trench and lets him run. And as he runs off, he, he goes to jump over the trench, from one side to the other. It's only a small trench. Um, but instead of jumping over the trench, he jumps right back into the middle of the trench and gets stuck again. Sheep have a tendency to wander, to go astray, or to get in trouble time and time again. If the shepherd did not take action, the sheep would be doomed because sheep never find their way home on their own. And you know, in verse five, it's, it's what, a, what a powerful picture. And when he has found it, he will joyfully 
carry it on his shoulders. Well, the shepherd carries the found sheep on his shoulders as it shows how his gentleness and how he cares for the sheep. Notice that the shepherd didn't get out his whip and force the sheep back into the flock, but instead the sheep was securely placed on the shepherd's shoulders and carried, the shepherd carried it home. Wow. And maybe, maybe that's you today. Maybe you're listening to this and you've wandered away. Maybe it's been quite a considerable amount of time, or maybe it's just been a recent enough that you've wandered away in your heart. Let me tell you something. The shepherd will search for you until he finds you, not to judge you, but to welcome you back. And he will carry you on his shoulders and carry you home. He is searching for you. The sheep was no doubt weary and exhausted from wandering, and he was likely unable to move, feeling hopeless maybe. What a picture of how like the good shepherd treats us in our helpless state. Because there's a verse in, in, the, in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 6, that says the following. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for us. The provision was already made for us long before we could ever even, I suppose, fathom our helpless state or understand the situations we were in. And every time I consider this story about the lost sheep and the shepherd finding it, it always reminds me of my job. So my job is I'm a security supervisor and like, you know, so I work in a big shopping center and Kids get lost. Children get lost quite often um, because they have a tendency to wander. To wander. If mom says, wait outside, they, they will wander into another shop. And then when the mom comes out searching for them, the mom goes frantic. Or sometimes the kids get very upset and they'll cry. So my security team, we will help find the children. Um, I think the longest time we were searching for a child was probably about 10 minutes. And that 10 minutes was a very long time, in my opinion. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, and there's one thing that always strikes me about when the mother or father find their child. Um, it's, it's this rejoicing. There's, there's, there's a, a gladness in their heart when they find their child. And, and, they, and they kneel down to where the child's at and they hug them or, or pick them up and carry them. It's, it's, it's such a striking picture of, of when the shepherd finds us. You know, I know for me, the gospel is being preached in my daily life through my job, my interactions with friends, ministry and many other things. But I just thought that that was a worthwhile analogy of explaining just as opposed to the encouragement it is to me. And this parable, the parables that we're reading, they're such a fantastic picture of the constant, faithful and unrelenting love of God for each of us. Right. He is the good shepherd which means that he will never give up on us. And if you know me, um, or if you follow me on any of my social medias, you'll know that I'm a massive fan of a Christian hip-hop artist called KB. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And he has an album called um, Tomorrow We Live. I believe it's his third or fourth album. And he has a song on that album called Drowning. And one of the lines is, is so striking. It says the following. Feeling like you're gone too far or you're too far gone. Oh, my Lord loves your type. 
there's another worship song that we sing in church all the time, actually, from a, from a gospel uh, singer. I'm, I believe his name is Corey Ashbury. I may have butchered his name, but he has a song called Reckless Love. And sometimes we can just sing words that are on the projectors in our church and, and they can just be words on a screen, but they're very striking to me. And they, every time I, I consider them, it, it really causes me to ponder again and reflect on the love of God and how he found me, where he found me, where he has taken me. And in that song, it says, oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down fights till i'm found leaves the 99 i couldn't earn it i don't deserve it still you gave yourself away and maybe you're thinking that this seems a bit upside down you know we're talking about the love of god going after the the one but the real the real reality is we think it's only one sheep and there are still 99. And we can think, what about the 99? But let's see it from the shepherd's perspective. His heart breaks for the loss of one of those sheep that are in his care. So, and even, to, I suppose, to carry on, to look briefly at the parable of the lost coin. If we can't relate to a woman losing her coin, it's no different than losing our phone or whatever you want to add in there yourself, do you know? Um, I, just, I, I just feel right now in this moment, just to say this, um, don't run away from, from his searching. Maybe it feels quite difficult for you in this moment. I want to say this to you about the heart of Jesus, the good shepherd. When he is searching for you, that you are not being exposed, but rather you're being embraced. You're not being embarrassed. You're being embraced. God's joy is the real point of these parables he is joyful or full of joy when a sinner repents he invites us to join in in the celebration with him the same jesus who welcomes sinners and eats with them is constantly searching for us finding us and rejoicing over our presence at his table when we are lost, he comes to find us. When we are in despair, he comes to lift us up. When we feel forsaken, he reminds us of his great love for each of us. Jesus gives us examples of people searching and finding what is precious to them. And we hear of the joy that comes when they find it. And listen to me, he does this to show us how God seeks us, finds us, and how his joy towards us is when our friendship 
with him is renewed and restored. And maybe your friendship with him feels distant. His love towards you hasn't gone cold. Remember this, he died for you. And I, I get the honor of, of preaching in our, in our youth group uh, every couple of weeks. And there's something I always say to him, and I want to say it to you as well. I don't know if you've heard it before, but I'm going to say it again if you have. How many of your friends are willing to die for you? Think of that for a second. How many of your friends, if you were to think right now, would actually die for you? The answer is none. None. It, it really is. But Jesus died for you while you were a stranger to him. While, while he was a stranger to us, sorry, we were never strangers to him. He knew from us. He knew of us from eternity past. And how do I know this? Because in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says the following. God is love. He doesn't have love, but he is love. Hebrews 13, verse 8 says the following. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because the gospel is the good news announcing Jesus and his unfailing devotion towards us, despite our inconsistent devotion to him. Let me say that again. The gospel is the good news announcing Jesus and his unfailing devotion to us, despite our inconsistent devotion to him. The gospel is not a command to hold on to Jesus, but rather it is a promise that no matter how weak and unsuccessful our strength and faith may be, listen to me, people, God is always holding on to us. And here's the good news. The shepherd is right there, ready to pick you up. You don't have to walk back or walk yourself back. You just turn around. The shepherd is right there to pick you up. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far you've strayed. It doesn't matter even how long you've been away from the shepherd. He will take you back right now. Jesus loves you. Jesus misses you. Jesus came to earth for you died on a cross for you so that you could have a personal and living relationship with him. He is waiting to pick you up and take you back. And when he does, he will rejoice over you. Maybe it's time for you to come home to the place where you'll never have to work for belonging again. Thank you for tuning in. To the episode this week um it's 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 it was only a couple of verses but that's what i love about the word of god it doesn't matter if we spend five minutes 20 minutes an hour no matter the length of time god's word is living and powerful it's sharper than a double-edged sword and i want to pray for you today as a way to close out this podcast episode again join me as we pray father we thank you today first and foremost for the freedom to be able to open your word without persecution or we have brothers and sisters all over the world at the moment who are 
who are going into Egypt, they're going into the forests at night, Lord, just to be able to read your word and worship. We have churches in China, Lord, the underground churches to, to have services, Lord, whereas we can walk into a building in public anytime, anywhere in Ireland and in Europe and in, in the Western world, most of the time without fear of persecution. Lord, for that honor, we thank you. Lord, we have heard your word today. And there is always something happening, Lord. You are always making the first move. You are always coming towards us. You are always searching for us, waiting for us, pursuing us. And Lord, for that, we honor you. For that, we love you. For that, we trust you, Lord. And even as we go into a, a new week, Lord, I pray we will go in there with a new hope, a renewed sense of expectation for what you're going to do in our lives. We pray you would speak to us, Lord. Use Use our lives this week, Lord. Would you speak to us through our conversations with our friends and family, Lord, our colleagues, our studies, whatever it is that we get up to this week. But we pray, Lord, that you would speak deeply to our hearts and that it would carry us through this week. Until we meet again, we love you, we trust you, and we bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast with me, Jerry D. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're tuning into it from. This greatly helps to spread the word about the podcast, but also to encourage other people to check it out for themselves. Um, until next week, take care, God bless, and don't forget, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Take care.